0: Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. Just like Joseph, God has a dream for each of us, regardless of your age, uh, regardless of how long you've been coming to church or following Christ, uh, God has a dream for you. We're going to explore that as we study this beautiful man named Joseph. Let's all stand as we read God's Holy Word this morning. Genesis 37, verse 5. One night, Joseph had a dream. When he told his brothers about it, they hated him even more than ever. Listen to this dream, he said. We're out in the field tying up bundles of grain. Suddenly, my bundle stood up and your bundles all gathered around and bowed low before mine. His brother responded, so you think you're gonna be our king, do you? Do you actually think you're gonna reign over us? And they hated Him all the more because of His dream and the way He talked about them. Father, I pray You would stir us to dream That we would see ourselves in this story of Joseph. That at the end of this series, we would be drawn closer to You. And Your will be done in our lives. We pray in Jesus' Name. Everybody said, you may be seated. Everything changed. Everything changed the moment Joseph had a dream. The dream changed the directory of his life and actually the future of mankind dreams have the power to change everything it's the same for you and I we were created to dream that God has a plan and a purpose for each one of us you think about everything that humanity has accomplished it all started with a dream the reason we're doing this series is I I just sense that over the recent years um our dreams have really taken a back seat. I, I feel we've even lost the will to dream. Um, it, 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 it's like we've been assaulted in the area of dreaming and believing. Uh, whether it was COVID or, or whether it was wars, or whether it's the economy, or whether it's uncertainty. I, I feel that we've kind of shrunk back from the life that God's called us to live, which is one of faith that we don't walk by sight, but we walk by faith. And where this has affected me as a pastor is honestly, there were seasons of time I was just in survival mode. Like, let's just keep the church running. (laughs) Let's just keep it open. And I believe God's been stirring my heart to really believe that our God is more than able, that if the God is the God of the Scripture and the Bible, we need to boldly declare that. And just because we're being assaulted by so many areas and and the church is making mistakes, but God is still on the throne and God can outwork His plan and His purpose through mankind. He's done it before, He can do it again. So this is really about stirring us as believers to, to, to trust, to believe, to, to go beyond maybe where we have in the past. And I, I feel that weight personally, that as the pastor of Elevation, I need to be on my knees before our God saying, God, Your will be done. Uh, help us to be obedient. Give us the courage to follow You. Give us the courage to boldly declare the, the Word of God, the Gospel that people are dying and going to hell and there is a Saviour and He is our Redeemer and His name is Jesus. So I pray this will stir you you. It'll stir our church, but it'll stir you and your future. Now, now there's three types of dreams. We're going to talk about one of those in this series. Firstly, there's the dreams you have, their thoughts and images, maybe when you're sleeping or daydreaming. Uh, the next type of dream are those dreams for your own self, maybe a career maybe a goal, Um, maybe, you know, you want to accomplish something significant. Those are great. I I want you to have goals. I, I want you to work hard. I want you to be successful with the talents God has given you. But I want to specifically talk about the God dream. The God dream. That there is a prophetic edge with the God dream. A God dream comes from outside of ourselves. A God dream is deposited by God into our lives and outworks it for His glory and for His purposes. Because God has a dream for you. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good. God has plans for you. They are plans for good and not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. So what is your God dream? Do you know your God dream? Are you aware of your God dream? Have you given up on your God dream? Have you lost sight of your God dream? Have you forgotten about the God dream? Or you simply don't have a God dream? Dreaming is always the first step God uses in His process to change your life for the better. Why? Because a God dream connects you and keeps you with God. A God dream connects you to the the dream giver, which is God. So a dream is more than just about a destination. It's about a lifestyle where you're connected, dependent, reliant on the Almighty God. Joseph's dream kept him close to God. If you read the story, and I hope you will over these four weeks, There is this theme that is constantly coming through the Scripture. And it says multiple times the Lord was with Joseph. The Lord was with Joseph. At no point in his 110 years did he ever seem to take his eyes off God. Adversity didn't break him. Prosperity didn't ruin him. He was the same in private and in public. He was a great man. Why? Because his dream kept him connected to his God. And that's the goal of a dream, to keep us connected to our God. He didn't serve the dream. We serve the dream maker. We don't follow a dream. We follow the dream giver. We don't live for a dream. We live for the dream creator. That God, through His dreams, draws us closer to Him. That the dream is simply a means, it's not an end. That dreams are not the goal, Christ is. We don't worship dreams, we worship God. God uses dreams to make us like Him. So there's two thoughts I want us to unpack as we look at the story of Joseph. Number one is this, God's dreams are often birthed out of despair. Genesis 37 verse 2. Now Joseph reported to his father some of the bad things his brothers were doing. Joseph was a tattletaler, right? Tattletailing man, he he would tattletale on his brothers all the time. He was also the favorite, so he had problems at home. Verse three. Uh, Jacob loved Joseph more than any of his other children. Because Joseph had been born to him in his old age. Who's the youngest sibling? Who's the baby? Who's the youngest? Okay, who's the oldest? Who hates the youngest when you're the... You, you know the youngest. They get to do everything way quicker, way earlier. They have it easier. Come on, the firstborn. It's true, isn't it, Abby? The firstborn, it's harder. Their, their expectations are much greater. You know, they got to have a job, full-time job at eight years old, you know, and, and contributing, raising up the kids. When you're the baby, it's a free ride, man. Everything gets done for you. So Joseph has got all of these sort of complex family issues working against him. And one day, Jacob had a special gift made for Joseph, a beautiful robe, the the coat of many colours. But his brothers hated Joseph (laughs) because their father loved him more than the rest of him. They couldn't say a kind word to him. Uh, Dreams are not just for the perfect Christian. With the perfect life, I love how the story of Scripture uh, weaves God's wills and plans through messed-up people in messed-up circumstances. And Joseph is in this dysfunctional family. His uncle tried to kill his dad. His dad did a runner, left town. Didn't even see his dad for twenty years, estranged from the family. His dad had two wives and two concubines, a blended family of 13, 12 boys. There was constant competition and conflict, one messed up family. Yet in that mess, it brought forth God's dream, which furthered God's plan for the ages. Even Jesus was born into a dysfunctional family. His mother had uh, uh, Jesus out of wedlock, uh, born in a barn, disowned by the family on Joseph's side, his father's side. Even his brothers didn't believe him. They rejected him. And God's Word through Scripture is clear. Your messed up family, whether it's past, present or future, doesn't inhibit God's ability to deposit dreams in your life. It doesn't prevent God from working in your life. I don't know where you're at in your current phase of life with family. There may be some frustrations. There may be some dysfunction that doesn't stop or inhibit God from delivering a dream into your heart. We just need to be open and embrace it. I look at my life. I wasn't, grew up, in a church or a christian my dad was an atheist he wasn't a christian man uh it was he had affairs and it was an adultery that actually led to divorce of my parents when i was living at Vale, which actually caused me to accept christ so even in our own lives we can look and see how even in dysfunction and pain and hurt god is greater and He can deliver His promises. So no matter what you're facing, how challenging it may be at work or or the issues with personalities in your world, I want you to understand you're a candidate for God's dream to be deposited in your heart. You, you, you don't disqualify yourself because of what you've done in the past or what people are doing to you, that God has a dream for you. And God's dream is Far more than you can accomplish on your own. Rick Warren says it this way it's a catalyst for personal change. Because that's what God is most concerned about preparing you for life with Him in eternity. Dreams are really a mechanism or a vehicle for God to work on our lives to sanctify us, perfect us, uh, help shape us to become more like Him. Let's continue on with this great story in verse 9. So St. Joseph had another dream. And again, he told his brothers about it. Couldn't help himself, hey. He's like, look how good I am. I'm getting all these dreams and I'm, I'm, I'm the big dog. Uh, listen, I have another dream, he said. The sun, the moon and the 11 stars bowed low before me. This time he told his dream to his father as well as his brothers. But his father scolded him. What kind of a dream is that? He asked. Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow to the ground before you? But while his brothers were jealous of Joseph, his father wondered what the dream meant. A a, a word For the young Joseph's in the house. Uh, Joseph was 17. And it's often when we're young, um, we can get a bit carried away. And what I want to share to the young Joseph's is always stay humble. Always stay humble. Because our talents and dreams come from God. It's more important to thank Him for them than brag about them. That's good, isn't it? Because our talents and dreams come from God, it's more important to thank Him for them than brag about them. Joseph thought his dream was about making him great. But God's dreams are always about making God great. And so that when you have a dream from the Lord, be humble. Don't be proud and arrogant. Be, Be thoughtful and kind and gentle. I want us to be a church that is... A servant-hearted church that we're kind we're, we're, we're humble we're, we're, we're thoughtful we're not rude and arrogant God may have given you a big dream and I'm praying for that but that doesn't mean you have to be, think you're better than anyone else it's not a dream that makes you great it's God who's great and so a word for the Jacobs those who are a little bit older be gracious With the Josephs. They're still trying to work out their identity. They're still trying to find out who they are. And I can find that in this story, there was tension in the family. Who knows there can be tension in church families. And so a little extra grace and love goes a long way in creating an environment where dreams can be outworked where we can see the best in each other. We can encourage each other. We can have each other's back. Where there's no one person is better than the next. That we're a bunch of humble, caring, loving, unified believers. And so a little word for the Josephs, a little word for the Jacobs out there. We want to be a place where dreams are nurtured. So what's your dream? What's your dream? Will you choose God's dream for your life, or will you choose your own dream? Or will you let someone else impose their dream upon you? Our goal is to pursue God's dream so we can become like Him. God's dream for your life far exceeds your own imagination, and it's far less focused on yourself than you think. God's dream is about His kingdom. God's dream is about God's will being done. God's dream is about being others focused, about sharing the Gospel, expanding His Kingdom on this earth. Number one, God's dreams are often birthed out of despair. The second thought, God's dreams are built by faith. God's dreams are built by faith. So Joseph was sent by his dad to check on his brothers. And in verse 18, The brothers saw him from afar, and before he came near to them, they conspired against him to kill him. Uh, They said to one another, Here comes the dreamer. Come on, let's kill him. Throw him into the one of those pits. Can you imagine the fear, the rejection uh, that Joseph must have felt at the hands of his brothers as they're putting him in a pit to kill him? And he's like, Hang on a minute. I, I, I thought my dream was to make me great. Uh, I thought I was going to be something special. And all of a sudden, he's at the hands of his brothers being killed and mur- murdered. I wonder if Joseph was thinking, where is God now? Where, where is my God who promised me these great dreams, yet I'm about to be killed and murdered? I think he would have faced those thoughts throughout his life whether it was being wrongly accused with Potiphar's wife, whether it was being uh, in the prison and, and uh, abandoned by the cupbearer cup and the baker, uh, I wondered if Joseph uh, looked at his circumstances throughout his life and said, where is the dream now? You need faith to uh, overcome those circumstances. And I don't think there is a worse circumstance that you're about to be murdered by your brothers. You think you've got troubles with your family? You, you think you've got challenges with your brother taking your car and not putting petrol in it when they take it back? You think you've got problems as a parent trying to get bored out of your kids and trying to get them to pay up? I paid you last week. Did you pay me last week? You didn't pay. Hang on, I thought you paid next week. They didn't. Well, did you pay? Did. You, you think you've got challenges? He's about to be killed by his brothers. Let's kill him. Great dreams require great faith. And the Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. I love how Avidal shared that earlier. Because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. Uh, For my story, I, I got this dream. I was a builder in a church, small church, and the pastor was doing this building fund raising money thing, and I'm always just thinking, look, just just put us up on a membership, you know? We'll just pay 1999 you know, each week, and we'll fund the church that way. But I didn't understand how it all. Went. I'm a builder, right? Anyway, I just had this impression that I needed to give some of money to help this building fund that the pastor was 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 raising funds for. And so I thought, I'll just give some money. And then all of a sudden I I had this idea. Now I look back and realize it was a God idea that God wanted me involved in that building project. I was a builder, easy. And so I wrote this email, must have been like a three page email. And it took me like two days to write it. And basically it was just saying, hey, mate, I'll help you. But for some reason it took me three pages. And uh, I I, I just agonised over this email because it was something significant for me to step out and want to help the church. I hadn't, you know, worked like that before. And so I sent this email off and I thought I'd get a response instantly. You know when you send a real important email and then you press refresh to see if if someone's responded? And you're like, an hour goes by and you think it's forever. Where are you, God? You know, you're being obedient and and you think you're going to get a response. And uh, I didn't get a response for that day or the next. It was like a week later. I, I'm thinking, what? doesn't want my money. I'm leaving the church then. I'm getting all mad and I'll take my money elsewhere. You know, I'll help someone else. And so I went through these highs and lows and roller coasters of emotions. And I ended up getting a simple email back. Let's have lunch. And so I had lunch and there were three pastors there. And basically, in the lunch, they says, we, we don't need a builder to build the building. We need a builder to build the church. Uh, what does that mean? And and he said, we, 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 we need pastors. And we think that's something that's on your life. And we've prayed about it. And we think this is something that God is calling you to. And I said, mm, that's not what I heard. <laughs> I'm okay to give a little money and do a bit of supervising and, and maybe project manage the building, but I didn't hear anything about pastoring. And it took 18 months of me wrestling with that decision to come on staff. I was 35 at the time. And I think the reason why is fear. I feared stepping into a, a area I, I wasn't comfortable in. I, I feared doing something I didn't know anything about. I feared not being good enough. I, I feared the, the 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 language in my mind that, that I'm not capable. I'm, I'm not godly enough. I can't do it. I, I, I feared failing. I, I feared messing up. Um, just so much fear. And it 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 held me back. And maybe today you're you're facing fears. Facing fears because of past experiences. Facing fears of, of failing facing fears of things not working out the way you would thought. I wonder if Joseph faced those fears, standing at the bottom of a pit, wondering, will his dream ever come to pass? I wonder the fears he faced that how am I ever gonna get out of this? God, how could you turn this out for good? And, And there's something that requires faith for our dreams to be outworked in our life. And faith is we're not driven by sight, but we're driven by what God shows us, what God tells us. Faith is being able to believe in God when everything around us doesn't think that we should or we can. So when Joseph, verse 23, came to his brothers, they they stripped him of his robe, the robe of many colours that he wore. And they took him and threw him into the pit. The pit was empty. There was no water in it. There was another in Scripture who was favored, who was mocked, beaten and stripped and sent to a pit, and three days later rose triumphantly. And his name is Jesus. He had a dream to be the Messiah. You see, a God dream is really God's Word at work. See, a dream is more than just an idea. It's the power of the living God's spoken Word in our lives. And, and, and His brothers could not stop the Word of God coming to pass. A, a pit could not block the Word of the Lord. Slave traders couldn't end the Word of God. Potiphar's wife couldn't kill the Word of God. A prison couldn't prevent the Word of God. A famine couldn't block the Word of God. An evil empire couldn't control the Word of God. God's Word won't return void. And as Christians, we have to be able to step into this understanding of the power of God's Word. It's bigger than humanity. It's the Word that spoke that created the universe. It's the Word that has power that won't return void. It's the Word that is able to fulfill the promises that God has. And it's the Word that we attach ourselves to. It's not a person or a church or a theology. It's the Word of God. And dreams are God's Word coming in and working out through our lives. And Joseph had this dream. It was the Word of the Lord to rescue Israel. Jesus had a dream. It was the Word of the Lord to be the Messiah. You and I, we've actually all got the same Word of the Lord. To be like a Joseph and a Jesus, to see people come to Christ. That we would preach the Gospel to the ends of the earth. That we would share our faith with our loved ones, our neighbours, our our, our family members. That they would see the Word of the Lord is for people to be saved because hell is real and people are going there every day that we can have the Word of the Lord to see people saved, to see their lives changed, to see them be forgiven of their sins so they can be be rescued. That's what Joseph was about. That's what Jesus was about. That's why we're here, to outwill God's plan to redeem mankind back to Him. Yet we need faith because some days it looks like no one's listening. (laughs) Some days it looks like people hate us in the office because we're one of those crazy people. People know who you are. You're one of those Christians. They they, they see, they disdain you. They look at you. They they have this hatred towards you. That's okay. We have something greater. It's the Word of the Lord that is working through our lives. Like Joseph, you are favoured. You've got the coat of many colours on you. The favour of God is upon you. Do you know that? You're highly favoured. You're a son and a daughter of the Most High God. You're the head and not the tail. Uh, You you, you are the apple of His eye. You are favoured. Like Joseph, you carry that favour wherever you go. You are favoured. And like Joseph, your dream is to rescue people around you. Our job is to live by faith, not sight. Our, our, Our job is to live by faith, not fear. And our job is to stay close to Christ as we pursue the dreams that He has for our life. Father, I pray today You would stir every one of us. Give us a glimpse into the life of Joseph, this great man of God that kept His eyes upon You through the the good and the bad, the ups and the downs. He lived by faith, not sight. And He was able to see your will, your Word, your dream fulfilled through His life. The, the first dream for every person is that you would be saved. That, that's, that's God's plan for your life. And maybe you're here today and you don't know Christ. Maybe you've walked away from Christ. Maybe you've been doing your own dreaming Living your own life, trying to fulfill yourself through your own works. But God has a greater dream for you. That's to be saved. That's to be rescued. And Jesus came and died and rose again so you could be rescued from sin. Because you can't save yourself without that with eyes closed and heads bowed, this is for you today. You want to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. You want to be rescued out of the pit. You you, want to be changed and forgiven so you can live a life for Christ. If that's you with eyes closed and heads bowed, just raise your hand and say, yeah, I want to be saved. I want to be rescued. The dream that Jesus had to save all mankind, that's for you today. If that's you, just raise your hand, wherever you are. We're going to pray for you. Thank you. I see your hand. Well done. That's so exciting and so great. You can put your hand down. Others, just boldly raise your hand. This this dream of redemption is for every person. Every woman, child, every, every parent, every, every person in this place. If you don't know Christ, surrender today. And He'll save you. He'll forgive you. Just raise your hand if that's you. And we'll pray for you. Church, let's all pray a prayer calling on the name of Jesus to forgive us and change us. Let's pray it out loud with those who raise their hands. Let's pray. Jesus, I'm a sinner. I need a saviour. Save me. Rescue me. I give my life to you. Take it. Have it. Let your will be done. In Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen.